Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Close Up Top Radio, the unique internet broadcast series that brings you together with some of the most amazing, important, and interesting individuals from the worlds of business, industry, travel, art, and entertainment, from company owners, CEOs, and presidents, to the technical wizards behind the scenes who create the magic that make their company's products and services so special. Here is your opportunity to hear firsthand the fascinating stories of how it all happened from those who actually made it possible. This is Close Up Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Close Up Talk Radio. I'm Doug Llewellyn. It's a big pleasure to have you with us, and it's also a pleasure to have our guest back with us again, who we have spoken with before. And I want to begin this edition of Close Up Talk Radio with a question for you. Uh, and let me let me preface this by saying we're going to be talking about something today that a lot of people, when you ask them, they will tell you, uh, it doesn't interest me. I'm really not thrilled about it. Some people will even say, I don't even like it. And it's really because they probably don't know what it is we're really talking about. But don't leave me now. I'm going to mention one word to you. We're going to be talking about poetry. <laughs> As I said, don't go away. But here's the question. What if something so big and so transformational involving music, greeting card verse, rap lyrics, as well as poetry was about to happen, and something that would make masses of people actually come to love poetry and turn a dying art into a hugely popular movement? What would you think about that? Our guest today is going to share with you her passion, her expertise, and a plan she has that will hopefully solicit your interest and possibly your participation. In effect, what our guest wants to do is rebrand poetry. Now, this is a big challenge. It's a, it's, it's a big deal, really. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest. Her name is Ruth Cutler. She is a resident in Naples, Florida, and she is the author of the extremely popular Visions in Verse. It's an illustrated collection of poems, quotes, and inspirational writings and stories that invite readers to consider new possibilities and therefore embark on a remarkable journey of self-discovery. The book was published in 2005, and its messages offer comfort and affirmation that encourage readers to change their life by simply listening to their heart. It has been wildly popular, very popular indeed. So that's the story. Our guest is Ruth Cutler. She is on the line from her home in Florida, and I want to ask her, uh, there are a couple of other things I really want to point out to her about you. Uh, let me straighten that up. A couple of other things I want to point out about Ruth that you should know. She's been published many times for poetry and educational, motivational, and promotional content. She won an Editor's Choice Awards for several of the poems she's written. Some of her poems have been selected among thousands to be recorded on CDs by a prominent poetry organization. She was asked to write a poem in honor of the Collier County Library's 50th birthday, and that has been put in a time capsule to be opened on their next 50th birthday celebration. She has, in the past, hosted her own weekly talk radio show. She did that for a year, and she owns and operates a successful web development, design, branding, strategy, consulting, and marketing company called Web Puzzler Master. She is passionate about her vision to reband poetry. So let's get to Ruth, and let's just ask her, why are you so passionate about poetry, and do you feel this way about all poetry? Is that right? 
Hi, Doug. It's really a pleasure to be here today. And to answer your question, no, I've never really been a fan of most classical poetry. Actually, if I have to struggle with the language I can't relate to or care about the message, or if I don't readily understand what the poet is saying, I'm not going to stick around. And I think that's the case for most people. It's that old style we've all learned in school that defines poetry, and that's why poetry is a dying art. What I came to realize when I started to write poetry in my own style, poetry that literally brought tears to the eyes and joy to the heart, poetry that people could not get enough of, is that it's time to modernize the whole concept of poetry. We are all exposed to poetry every day in song lyrics, rap, greeting card verse, and other poems that we are moved by, words and sentiments that inspire, uplift, entertain us, make us laugh, give us hope. These are verses that are poems too. And it's a style of contemporary poetry that I believe the time has come to call it poetry. Yeah, that, that's really interesting the way you put that. But I have to ask you, why did you start writing poetry when you've admitted yourself you didn't like most poetry? It started about 11, almost 12 years ago when I was struggling with a career that I hated. After 25 years in healthcare and receiving a post-master's degree, I was miserable. And I kept trying to fit myself into a profession that was anything but creative or open-minded, but that's another story. And then um, one day I got a gift. I got laid off. (laughs) It didn't feel much like a gift that day, but it, it truly was because it got me thinking about this career that I couldn't work in one more day, but I didn't feel that I had other choices. And in my despair, I turned to God for answers. I knew that I had a purpose. I just didn't know what it was. So I asked God for a sign to try to figure out what that purpose was. I just knew I couldn't keep doing what I was doing and expect different results. And a few days later, I came across a poetry contest in the newspaper. And I kept going back to that contest. I think, Doug, it was because I was so stuck and burned out. And I just thought, well, maybe if I write about what I'm feeling, I'll figure out what I'm here to do. And when I started to write my contest poem, the most amazing thing happened. For almost three weeks, I, I literally could not stop writing. There were days I wrote 12 to 14 hours, didn't get dressed, do dishes, laundry, house was a wreck. My husband and daughter weren't terribly pleased when they walked in and saw me sitting at the kitchen table in my nightgown and papers all around and uh, no dinner. <laughs> but um, I just couldn't, I couldn't stop writing. And on my paper, ideas that I had never been exposed to in my life were flowing from my pen. From wherever they came, these messages were telling me to live my own life, 
follow my heart, have faith, let go of fear, and take risks. Those ideas, many in rhythmical verses or poems, were so contrary to who I was and how I had been raised. But they were so strong, I just knew I had to listen. Fortunately, I had a husband who was very supportive. He believed in me, even when I didn't quite frankly believe in myself. And although I realized that I had this passion and this gift, it never crossed my mind at that time that I could I could use that to make a living. The Internet, however, was in its infancy, and I knew that it was going to change the world. Being this very artistic and creative person, I decided, once again, I was going to go back to school, but this time to learn web design, computer graphics, and online marketing and start my own business, something that I've done very successfully for Almost 12 years now in my company called Web Puzzle Master. What happened to your poetry while you were working on your career? Because that's a big endeavor, starting a new company, you know? Uh, I actually couldn't stop sharing it. And while I was starting my business, I continued to write and share my poems, often with friends and family, but sometimes it was total strangers. I would meet people, and you can imagine at the right time when I said, oh, by the way, I'm a poet. Would you like to hear one of my poems? It didn't go over too well, but they wanted to be polite. And so they'd say, okay, one poem. But the response was almost always the same. They they would have tears in their eyes, and they would say things like, that was exactly what I needed to hear or you just told my story, how do I get that poem? One woman said, I have six of your poems on my refrigerator, and I read them every day. You know, why is it you think poetry is a dying art? I know that poetry as it is defined and perceived by masses of people is a dying art. Only a handful of people really love poetry, And the poems they love are from traditional, classical, and well-known poets. When I attempted to submit my poetry to publishers early on, most refused poetry entirely, and the ones that accepted it refused all rhyming poetry, which is mostly what I write. I was told over and over there is no market for poetry, And then many times when I shared my poems, people would tell me, I love what you write, but don't call it poetry. I don't like poetry. You should consider calling your writing something else. And that really bothered me. It made me think about masses of people who think they don't like poetry, but they really do. In fact, they love it. Poetry is much more than the old style of poetry that we've all learned in school. It's in the songs that we love, the greeting card verse, the rap music, and many creative writing styles that inspire, entertain, and in some cases motivate us. Poetry has become a dying art largely because of its failure to modernize with the times. Most people can't relate to old-style poems that were written in a different day and age. 
let's face it, after working on the farm all day and without any modern conveniences, what else did people have to do but to sit around by the fire and read and digest poetry and other books? Most people today can't even relate to the language in those early writings. People of today won't take time to figure out what those writings are all about. It doesn't meet their needs. What does meet their needs is the song in their heart with lyrics that reach them where they live right now, in a language they understand, and in verses they feel in every ounce of their being. Poetry has also failed to acknowledge beautiful and funny sentiments and greeting cards that lift our spirits, inspire, and let someone in your life know how much they matter to you. That's poetry, too. And it's time to call it poetry and make people excited about writing and sharing song lyrics, greeting card verse and rap as genres of poetry and begin to embrace and call these new styles, which aren't really new styles, what they really are. They're poetry. They're poems. Yeah, but why do you think poetry is so important? Why do you, why do you feel that way? Well, Doug, words are powerful. It is the emotion and rhythm in words that changes an ordinary message into a poem. Poetry has the capacity to connect people to their heart space rather than just their brain or their head. It can trigger emotions in the subconscious mind that increase awareness. You know, most people go through life on autopilot, they, don't they? They, they react emotionally because of scripts embedded in their subconscious mind they aren't even aware of. Writing, reading, or hearing something that is emotionally compelling can get someone to become more aware of what they really want. It can help to propel them forward in their life. Writing poetry or any creative writing provides access to the, the superconscious mind. This is the highest mind where infinite possibilities come into conscious awareness. That's what happened for me when I started to write. Putting pen to paper literally transformed my life. It helped me to become aware of what was making me unhappy and unfulfilled and to go after what I was passionate about. But what I realized is that everyone has the capacity to access their superconscious mind, and it happens best through creative expression. Can you imagine how much better off people will be when they harness their most creative mind? The resurrection of poetry, as I see it happening, can make a huge difference. It can get people everywhere excited about creative writing and make the dying art of poetry once again come alive. That's pretty interesting. I, I never even thought about the superconscious mind. I don't think I heard that before, but that's very interesting the way you put it. So tell me, what's your idea about rebranding poetry? Tell me about it. Well, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I am proposing a movement called Poetry for the People to bring poetry back to masses of people who already love it but don't see it as poetry. Getting people excited about writing poetry in whatever style they choose is a life-changing opportunity for children and adults. 
to access their highest and most creative mind. And again, this is where possibilities can emerge for turning their dreams into actions. This movement is for anyone who enjoys, writes, or would like to write poems in any style. It is for those with a poem in their hearts. Perhaps that's in song lyrics, story poems, greeting cards, rap verse, or even a more traditional poetry style. By defining a new genre of contemporary poetry that masses of people can relate to, poetry can become wildly popular again. You know, I really enjoyed the video with your poem about this idea. Maybe maybe you could share that poem with us. Would you be willing? Oh, I would love to. But I just want to say that I created that video and designed the artwork, um, But and I wrote about this movement. I put it all together in that video set to music, and I think it's much better to view it as a video. But here are the words. One had a dream and a vision, shared it, and then there were two. Two spoke of it to another, eventually then quite a few. Once there were words of wisdom, yesteryear's lingo of old, when living was slower and simple and style became what was then told. One lonely heart to another yearns for the words that are real, finding the human connection in the core of their soul where they feel. Poetry now for the people that touches their heart and their soul brings answers and hope where there is none for healing and making them whole. Time to let go and remember yesterday's verses and rhymes and open our hearts to a new age that speaks today's tongue in these times. The songs in, the songs we rejoice in, the lyrics, that move us to feel and to be aspiring to give our life meaning expressed as our heart's poetry. It's time to acknowledge the lyric in song, rap, and greeting card too, as poems as rich as the old styles, a concept that's long overdue. It's all about sharing this vision, rekindling an art lost in time, bring poetry back to the people, and reclaim what's yours and what's mine. And uh, I just want to mention that this video with these words and the artwork can be viewed on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash visions in verse, or on my website at visionsinverse.com. Yeah, that's very, boy, that's beautiful. It is a beautiful poem, and it's really terrific when you see it all put together. You know, how how do you think this rebranding of poetry uh, could occur? Tell me about that. The Poetry for the People movement will require an all-out massive campaign that would involve the media, a strong interactive community online through a website, social media, and YouTube. I see music, rap, and greeting card industries, as well as selected TV networks, prominent musicians, and supporters of the arts as having a major role. This movement can be introduced to the schools, from 
K to 12 and colleges and programs that include sponsored contests. These might be broken down by genres such as contests for song poems, greeting card poems, rap poems, story poems, poems for different holidays, traditional poems. I mean, it it really goes on and on what it could be. Contest winners could be published on the website and in ebooks. And through the website, participants would be able to create, submit, and share their poems through their own unique account. And there would also be access to a forum, blog, mentors, a searchable database, and products that would support writers to improve and market their work. Well, you know, that's a big challenge. Um, Rebranding poetry, as you have described it, is uh, indeed a lofty goal. Why do you believe that you're the one who is most capable of pulling this off? It is because it's an idea that I have thought about for so many years. Actually, since I started to write poetry and have people tell me they didn't like poetry but loved what I wrote, I just knew that this had to happen. Poetry is my passion, and it's a big part of my purpose. I didn't act on this before because the timing wasn't right. The world and the technology were too primitive. Now, with YouTube, social media, and all the advancements in programming and web development, the elements exist today to help an important idea and project like this to go viral. My skills, knowledge, and innovative applications through the work that I've done in my business, design, branding, web development, project strategy, and marketing, those all have evolved as well. And all of this together makes me believe that with the right support, I can make this happen. Well, when you talk about with the right support, what are you actually looking for in terms of support? Initially, I'd like to find like-minded people who share my vision and want to come together to brainstorm and make this movement powerful and effective. And this would include poets, songwriters, creative writers, teachers, leaders from companies and industries involving the arts, and anyone who is passionate about supporting the arts. I'm also looking for support in the Exposure. Most important to this project will be funding for website development and marketing. I'm looking for those who are open to becoming investors or sponsors. I would hope that the music and greeting card industries, as well as certain TV networks, would play a major role in investing in something that is likely to produce a great benefit for them. I would uh, also welcome contributions from individuals and companies that have a strong interest in the arts. But at this point, I'm just looking to open the door for having some initial dialogue and determining support and interest for mo- for moving forward. Well, as I said, this is a you, you have a lofty goal here. So th- the question is, what can individuals, you know, who are listening or others, and companies? who are interested in this, uh, do to contact you. How do they get in touch with you? 
I have a page set up on my website where interested people can inquire and sign up in a mailing list. There's absolutely no cost or obligation. It's just a way to bring interested people together to begin to have some dialogue and collaborate on this very important project. It's easy to find the page. Those who sign up will get a copy of uh, my Visions and Verse ebook for free, and there's no obligation to buy anything. All you have to do is go to visionsandverse.com and scroll down to the bottom and look for an image that says Poetry for the People. It's pink, and uh, you can't miss it. Click that image, and it will take you to a page where you can see more details as well as the video, uh, and then you can sign up. And that's it, huh? The the website. That really is important. It's visionsinverse.com, uh, obviously. And there, you know, there's a lot, a lot on your website. You should talk about that a little bit because it has pictures of your artwork, uh, a lot of different poetry. It's amazing for someone who said they didn't like poetry. At, at, you know, at your point later in life, you've really gotten addicted to it, and, and you've fallen in love with it. Uh, it. I just find that amazing. Do you find other people are as enchanted with, with you know, with this idea that you're you're starting? I'm sure you've talked to some people about it. How do you? What kind of reaction have you Every, got? Uh, it's been overwhelmingly positive. And when I say to people, but you already love poetry and songs, they they acknowledge, yeah, you're right, that is poetry. But it's just making them aware and then calling it poetry. But I, I think this whole concept about getting people excited about writing and participating in contests and bringing masses of people together to love poetry again. This has really been my dream. My own work, yeah, I do have my website, which I'm very proud of, and I'm very proud of the work that I do. I also share my poems with groups. I speak in my community, Mm -hmm. and that gives me a lot of pleasure. I sell my books, and people can buy my artwork online through my site, they can even choose picture frames and mats and see it and buy it right from the site. But I was, uh, you know, if we have any callers on that are listening that would like to ask a question or make a comment, I think this would be a great time. Well, yeah, I'll give the number out, but we only have two and a half minutes left, so that's not a lot of time. But anyway, if anybody does want to ask a question, call in. The number is 347, that's area code 347-996-3389. Again, 347-996-3389. Maybe we could get a quick call in if one comes in. But uh, I wanted to ask you, are you still writing poetry? Do you get up you know, every day and, and write a little poetry or or, or not? No, not every day. I do write every day. I am a a writer, and I'm responsible for content for many of my clients in blogs and press releases and articles, brochures. So that really consumes a lot of my time. But in my spare time, I do continue to write. I, I not only write, but I do write some song lyrics, 
and a little bit of greeting card verse. So, and and I continue to produce artwork around that as well. You know, I don't know where you find the time to do all this. Your company's still operational. You do poetry. You do the art. The artwork is gorgeous. Uh, Thank you. You're busy. You're very busy. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> I keep myself busy. And you know, this uh, is keeps a, me out of trouble. <laughs> I know. That's a, I'm just telling you, Ruth. This is a major challenge. Rebranding poetry is, you know, it's so worthwhile. And I think you're right. But I think uh, it's a challenge that uh, hopefully you know you can meet. I understand what you what you want to do, and I'm, I encourage you. I think it's it's well worth doing. And I agree. A lot of people don't realize that you know the greeting card verses, the lyrics and songs, and so, essentially it's all a form of poetry. They just they just don't know it. But I, I think it's going to take an educational effort to get people to understand that. Anyway, let me point out here, because we only have about a half minute left, let me point out this show is being recorded, and you can get the link from uh, your website and share it with other people you know who may want to participate in this effort to help rebrand poetry. Find the information, get your free ebook when you sign up at, at Ruth's website, and again, it's www.visionsinverse.com, visionsinverse.com. And that'll wrap it up. We're out of time. Our guest has been Ruth Cutler, and it's just been a real pleasure having you back with us again, Ruth. We're going to keep in touch with you and find out how this effort is going. I wish you a lot of success, okay? Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. You are very, very welcome. Ruth, thank you so much for being with us. It it really has been a pleasure. And that'll wrap it up this edition of Close Up Talk Radio, everybody. I'm Doug Llewellyn. We thank you for being with us. See you next time right here. Have a great day.